Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Jamingo. This is episode four, and one of the things I'm noticing rather quickly is that every day when you do a daily show, you got to feed the monster. The monster's always coming. you got to feed the monster. When I was in the elevator business as a supervisor, we had a, a, nut, a monthly nut, kind of like in the mafia. You had to have a monthly nut. That's how much you had to sell and how much work you had to do to be profitable and how much profit you had to make on that work. So when I first started as a supervisor, I had to make bill. I had to bill $100,000 a month in repair sales. All right. Then I had to make 40% on that $100,000. So if we sold, if I did $100,000 worth of work, I had to make $40,000 worth of profit on that work. And that was every month. They, it was like it was like the mafia. Fuck you, pay me. They don't give a shit. Recession, they don't care. It was no big deal. So one of the things that I, uh, today when I was thinking about, Jesus, what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? Last night we did the Boomer Bunker. That's what the show I do with uh, Boomer Bob and the Duchess. We do that Monday and Wednesday. Today, after they get done, we have Rubberneckers, which is – that's at uh, nine o'clock tonight. And that's the last one of the last two. So <laughs> it's funny because we had elevator stories, please. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to tell elevator stories. Uh, I was an elevator mechanic. Well, I took my test in 1994 and I worked as a mechanic in the, uh, in the business until 2007. So that was a long time. And one of the things that, union people are very upset about, they get very upset about, is if one union is doing the other union's work. So in other words, if I was uh, doing something outside and I had to build uh, you know, basically a handrail around where we were working, I can't do that because that's wood and that's the carpenter's job. So you'd have to have carpenters come in and build a handrail. Not that we couldn't build a handrail, but we would be stealing their work. So the one thing that um, we, we elevator mechanics and other unions fight over is cab interior work. Carpenters think it's their work. We believe it's our work because it's in the elevator. And this is how stupid it gets. New construction, the elevator mechanics put in the cab. If the cab's getting taken out and a new cab's being put in, it can also be the carpenter's. I say that to say this. One day I'm working at the Rittenhouse Hotel. It's on Rittenhouse Square. And they had sold their restaurant to a company called Smith & Walensky's, which is a chain steakhouse, kind of like Ruth Chris. So they're tearing the whole, el the whole inside the restaurant apart. They're redoing everything. And they have one elevator. It's a two-stop hydraulic. Just a, We call them two-stop pumpers. So it's a two-stop pumper. And I used to love that elevator because... Let me let me build. Uh, I think there was nine elevators in the building. Out of the nine elevators in the building, that was the only one that never gave me any trouble. So it was my favorite elevator. So they're in there and they're doing construction. And the, when they were doing construction, you know, I get a call. Oh, the elevator shut down. So I go over there and the outside buttons, the up and down buttons, are hanging off the wall. I said, "What happened here?" Oh, I don't know. So I, okay, I fix, put the buttons back on the wall fixed the fuses that were blown, 
elevator's running. A couple days later, I go in for something, and there's guys inside the elevator, and they're putting in a new cab. And I go, oh, I see you're stealing our work. And the guy goes, start your work. I said, well, it's good. I hope I hope that the prostitutes around here don't go union because you guys are going to have to learn how to suck dick just to be able to steal their work. Well, they didn't like that too much. So they were giving me a bunch of shit and they were laughing at me. And I was like, oh, you think this is funny? So I waited until about five, 10 minutes to 12, right before they were ready to go to lunch because they're inside the cab tearing out the pieces of the cab, but the cab's running because they got to have other guys using it to go, the elevator to go up and down. The elevator's running, they're tearing the inside of the cab out. So uh, I wait till about 10 minutes and I wait till they're up, the elevator's at the top. I open up the bottom doors, hatch doors. I reach in, I pull the pit switch as the car's coming down with them in it. I pull the pit switch and it's a long drop. It's like a 30 foot rise. So they're stuck in there and they're ringing the bell and it's hot. It's hot. It's like a hundred degrees hot. It's in the summertime. So they're ringing the bell and they're trapped in there. So the security comes over and says, uh, they're tr- we got somebody trapped in an elevator in the kitchen or over in the, uh, restaurant i go okay i said well they knocked the buttons off the other day maybe they did that i'll check that so i go over i go upstairs "Eh, buttons are fine here go up downstairs the buttons are fine here so now the office is calling john you got someone trapped in the kitchen elevator over at the hotel yeah yeah i'm here i'm on it i got it so now it's like 10 after 12, I go down in the machine room and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at stuff. I got my meter out and I'm checking things. And one of the other mechanics in the city, he he comes over and he's like, Hey, you need a hand. Can we get these guys out of here? I go, shh. I said, they're in there doing cab work. I said, I pulled the pit switch. I said, they're going to be in there for 45 minutes. They're going to miss lunch. So, uh, he's like, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. So we're sitting there. And, uh, so my boss calls, and uh, I go, because we had, back then it was before uh, cell phones. We had radios. So he goes, what's, go- what's going on over there? I said, well, I said, I got Mike with me and uh, we're working on it. I said, so uh, Mike's one of the best mechanics we had in the city. I said, we'll get it. No problem. So I guess we sat around for about 45 minutes and I go, you think it's time? He goes, yeah. So then we walked out, went over to open up the door push pit switch in car comes doors open. These guys are soaking wet with sweat. And I go, Oh, I forgot what else. This is what else I did. I turned the uh, cab lights out and the fan off. So they were in there in pitch black. <laughs> Got that little part of the story. So it's pitch black fans off. They come down. They're soaking wet with sweat. They're like, what happened? Oh, I said, I don't know. What'd you guys do? Did you mess around with this buttons here? Did you do it? You're tearing the cab out. What did you do? No, we didn't. I said, well, we found a blown fuse. We fixed the fuse and all. He goes, oh, my God, we got to go to lunch there. I said, yeah. I said, well, it's what happens when you steal people's work. Things happen, you know? So they kind of looked at me and they kind of knew that we, well, I sabotaged them. So the manager of the, not the hotel, but the manager of the restaurant comes over and says to me, is everything okay here? And I go, yeah, why? And he goes, well, those guys were stuck in there for a real, real long time for a blown fuse. And I just was wondering if that was an issue. 
I said, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I said, I don't know what happened. There was a blown fuse. I don't know if they hit something or bang something. I, I have no idea. So the guy says, oh, okay. He says, well, you know, I just don't want any union problems. I said, oh, no, we're not going to have any union problems. So I'm not paying any attention to what's going on. So they put the cab in. It's a beautiful cab. It's green glass. It goes up the side, polished gold handrails. They put um, a, a, they take they took and put a new bronze finish over the front of the cab and everything. Did a great job. And what they also did was they put these little three quarter inch uh, marble slab on the floor. They did the whole floor in marble. But they forgot one thing because the elevator mechanic would have known this. When they put it on the floor, they didn't realize that the the buttons which we call the, the COP, the car operating panel, was floor to ceiling. So when they tore the old floor out, they put the new floor in, and it was this far above. I couldn't open up the panel. So I go in there because there was a light bulb out, and I open up, I go to open up the panel, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? I look, and I go, oh, my God. They put the floor over the top. I can't open the panel. So I go to the manager of the restaurant. I said, hey, nothing for nothing but that floor has got to be torn out because it's too big. It's too high. And the guy goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I can't. So I bring him over. I show him what's going on. Can't open the panel. Can't get into anything. I said, if anything happens, I don't know how long it would be shut down. He goes, oh my God. Okay. We'll, we'll take care of this. I'll have him tear the floor out. So then I go on my merry way. About three hours later, I get a call. The elevator shut down and somebody's stuck in it. I'm like, uh oh. So I go over. Somebody was stuck. So I opened up the doors. This time it wasn't between floors. So I could see what was in there. I said, what's going on? He goes, well, I was cutting this COP here. I go, cutting it? He goes, yeah, we're not going to tear the floor out. We'll just cut the COP. I go, you realize that all the wires for the elevator go straight down there. I said, did you use a grinder? He's like, no, I used the Sawzall. He, <sighs> he's cutting through and cut through half of the wires that go to the the elevator blew every fuse in the thing. So I'm like, all right, champ, hold on. So then I go over to the back down to the machine room and there's a valve in an ele in a hydraulic elevator. You can open up the valve and it releases the oil and lets the elevator come down. This was the same guy that was stuck the other day. So he goes, how did you let me down? I said, oh, um, I just opened up the manual lowering valve and, and brought you down. He goes, you couldn't have done that the other day when we were stuck in there with the lights out? And I go, didn't think of it. So now I said, well, you started cutting it. You might as well cut the whole thing. So he cuts the whole thing. And then I think we ended up, spent, I think we got a contract for like $25,000 to replace all the wires that they had cut. It was pretty cool. But that's one of the things about the elevator business is there was, it's always something, always something that's going on. So then I figured, well, since we're talking about the elevator business, why don't I go and bring up some things that happen? Now, for me, I'm a fan of, like I said, I like elevators. The things that scare me to death are escalators. And the reason why is they're very unforgiving. They're, they're, I call them a meat grinder. If the stair breaks and you fall down and there's nothing to stop the thing from grinding you in the hamburger. And I, I can't believe that it doesn't kill more people on a, on a regular basis, but it doesn't. So here are some uh, things. See, for every place there's an escalator, there has to be an elevator. Reason being is because you can't put handicapped people, wheelchairs, shopping carts, strollers. You're not supposed to use the escalator. You're supposed to use the elevator. I say that to say this. 
Here we go. We have uh, over to the very, very right side. You'll see a lady that she's in one of those scooter wheelchairs. And uh, see here, if, if you look over to the left, what do we have here? That's an elevator. But I guess she's afraid of elevators. She doesn't want to get stuck in an elevator. So she's going to use her little scooter and go down the escalator. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's let's watch. Here she comes. She scoots up. Oh, let me time it right. All right. Here we go. Wait a minute. One, two. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, all the way. <laughs> Here she goes. The other side. Here she comes tumbling down. She's upside down. They're running over. They're trying to get the wheel, the chair off of her. Now she's stuck because that thing, again, that's all steel. It's coming to stop. She can't stop it. Oh, okay. The one guy did hit the stop button. So now they're trying to get the chair off of her. Duchess is like, why would she do that? I, um, one reason, stupidity. So that was the one, the one. Here's the second one. Here's a lady. She's got a, a shopping cart. You'll see her in just a second. Here she comes over. Now there's an elevator right there. Not her. Here she comes. I think I'll go downstairs and go get me whatever I'm going to get. And, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, what happened? Hello. Over the top. Down she goes. She didn't make it. She died. That was uh, She was killed in that accident. And then this one here. Uh, here's a, See, when an elevator door shuts, there's a lock there. And an elevator can't. Run what came up time ago, all the different things that they will do now. But in broad senses, what's going on? In government, I, something's happening. Oh, the short actually went and uh, <laughs> the short went to another thing. So the guy started talking. I was like, Holy shit, what happened? All right, so here's a kid, he's waiting for his father, he's trying to hold the door open button, but there is a thing in the elevator controls that will only allow the door open button to be held for a certain amount of time because they don't want people to hold the door. They will need the elevator to run. So the elevator button will time out. And the doors will start to close. There's usually a thing in there, which is called a door ray where you put your hand in there and it opens the door that if something's obstructing the door, that will not allow the door to close. That'll sit there for forever until somebody clears the door. So this kid here, He's holding the button. The door starts to close anyhow. So what he figures he's going to do is, and I, I love this. The, the story here is, I'm going to back that up so we can read it. Oh, I'll read it to you. It says a boy had an elevator, uh, a, a boy held an elevator and waited for his father to come. So you see him, he's holding the button and he's in front of the door. Everything's fine. But now he decides it's not going to, he lets go of the button. And now what he's doing is he's trying to use his umbrella all right, so he's got his on. He's trying to hold the door open. It won't work. He's trying to use his umbrella. Well, the door's going to lock, and his umbrella's in there, and the elevator's going to take off. So here we go. But suddenly, the elevator closed and had a free fall. This is a lie, and I'll tell you why. So you'll see here the door. All of a sudden, there he goes. Right, the the because the door shut. The car's running down. Now the umbrella's caught on the outside doors and so now that's coming up so whatever happens next i don't know if it pulled the all that through the car door and the lock broke or whatever happened but now the elevator shut it didn't fall down it didn't fall 
because if it did, the kid would be dead. There's no such thing as an elevator fall. I'm not sure. I say, I'm sorry, a traction elevator or a hydrant would, but this kid would be dead. So he's like, oh, no, I do. I'm trapped. So the lift stopped at the 25th floor. Okay, so it's a traction elevator and holding the boy captive. So he's trapped inside. What are we going to do? He's trying to open the doors. He can't open the door because they're powered on. He doesn't know what to do. He's trying to get out. And then finally, what they did was they ran the car back down or ran it back up. You see the ele- the um, the umbrella fall on the floor, and they open the doors. And you can tell there's a maintenance guy right there because he's got his keys on the side of him. And they get him out of the elevator. So yeah, this everybody. Oh no, he he uh, he fell twenty something floors. I remember one time I went to. Um, I got one more after this. This is going to be this one here is going to be uh, a real one, but for a second. So I won. So one time I go to a building and the guy says, "Oh, I was in the elevator and it fell eight floors. It just free fell eight floors." And I went, "Okay." And he goes. Do you under, did you hear what I said? It free, I said, you weren't in any elevator, was it? Yeah, I was in it. And it just free fell it's all the way down to the bottom. And I went, uh-huh. And he goes, you don't believe me? I said, no, sorry, I don't believe you. And he goes, why? I said, you're alive. I said, if it free fell eight stories, you'd be dead. If you don't believe me, go up to the eighth floor and jump out the fucking window. He just looked at me. He goes, well, what happened? I said, I don't know, but I know it didn't free fall. He goes, well, how do you know it didn't free fall? I said, you're standing here and no one took you out in an ambulance. That's how I know that you were sitting. That's how I know it didn't free fall. But what does happen sometimes is the elevator breaks. They will not, they don't hold. And the counterweight is always heavier than the elevator. So elevators do fall up. And I have this one here. This guy did get hurt. So here we go. Door opens up. Guy gets in. And he starts. Now, right here, we're, this is trouble. Because whatever happened, this elevator is now running. And the doors, all the safety circuits are not working. Hatch doors are open. Car doors are open. That elevator should not move. And here we go. Up it goes. And he's like, holy shit, what's going on? And now this is trouble. As fast as that counterweight is falling, he's going up. Now, the only thing you could, in this situation, the only thing you can do is lay flat on the floor and cover your head. Because when this thing goes in the overhead, you're going to hit the ceiling. So here we go. It's heading up, heading up, heading up, heading up. And now the counterweights are going to hit the the pit. And this guy is going to go for, and there we go. This guy goes for a ride. So um, I'm sure that whatever he hit, and the, the ceiling usually comes out of it. It's There's a lot of damage there. I think he was probably okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he was injured, but I it probably did not kill him. I was – one time we had a – it was at a college, and two girls were going, I think, down, and the motor shaft snapped. And that on the other side of the brake, and that, the car just went up into the ceiling, and they both had concussions. But besides that, they were fine. You know, they were okay. Um, so, yeah, that's my elevator stories for the day. Oh, my God, 22 minutes. Hey, you know what? This half hour shit's easy. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, I do have a couple of other stories if we want to get into those. 
All right, here we go. Lock it up, everybody. Uh, this woman here, and I use the term very, very loosely, uh, has a message about breastfeeding. Fun fact, if I want to breastfeed and I want to take the, the medication to help me produce the breast milk that I would need to breastfeed, I can do that. I have. All right, listen. I'm no doctor, all right? I don't know if there's a pill or medication that they can give you to make a male lactate. I don't I, I don't think that is true. I don't know that, but I, I don't think that is true because although we have nipples, it's like putting two faucets on the wall without any pipes. I don't know. If you can now listen, you can hook a uh, a baby up to your nipple and it'll latch, and that poor kid will be sucking its brains out trying to get some kind of food. But I, I don't know. But what I do know is that if you got to take medication to feed a child, first of all, let's say let's get crazy. Let's say it works. Let's say that you take medication and all of a sudden you're. Uh, your man boobs fill up with milk and you start feeding your child. You know, women, well, they can't drink caffeine. They can't drink alcohol. There's a lot of times they can't take medication because you end up passing this to your child. What kind of medicate, what happens to your child when you pass the medication you're taking to completely reverse your gender and make you produce man milk? Milk, milk of manesia. What, what does that do to the child? How does that work? Good God. No problem with breastfeeding. I have absolutely no problem with using the word breast or using the word woman. I am a woman. No, you're not. Not a woman. You're a man dressed up like a woman. That's what you are. I'm sorry that you feel that you can, you can pretend to be a woman. That's fine. I don't care. Do you. Be you. But you're not a woman. You're like a you're like a cheap knockoff. You're uh you're you're something like uh where they would take a poodle and shave it like a lion and say, "Hey, take this lion. It's not a lion, it's a poodle. Shave like a lion." That's what you are. All right? I get it. You need help. I understand. There are people, Eric Zane, that would sit here and and say that we have to address her as a woman. And that is fine. That is fine. You know, again, she's got issues. All right. She is rejecting her male persona. She is rejecting her biology. And I feel bad for her. All right. If we were there, I would call her her. And I am capable of breastfeeding. Mm, no, you're not. No, you're not. You don't have the pipes. You got the faucets. You just don't have the pipes. See, that's the problem with this. And the other problem with this is that we need to stop feeding into this. This is a dude dressed like a woman. And then, but okay, you can believe whatever you want. You can believe you're a fucking unicorn. I don't care, but you're not a unicorn. I know you don't like to hear that because you hinge your entire identity and existence on biological function. But biological, oh my God. Tell me one other species 
that just switches over. Just do that for me. Boomer Bob says, man nips yield almond milk. <laughs> That's not true, Bob. That's false. It's misinformation. There it is. It is possible. Now, am I likely to be in that position at the age of nearly 38? God, I hope not. Lord, do I hope you're not able to breastfeed a child. I pray. No. And we have no intention of having any children further. So I'm not going to be in any type of position to be breastfeeding. I could give two shits what terms you or anybody else uses. Nobody is stealing your womanhood. Nobody is oppressing you. No. No, it's fine. You're not a we're not oppressing. You're not oppressing anyone dressed like a woman. That woman is not oppressing anyone. The ones that are oppressing, uh, oppressing women are the ones that are taking scholarships away from women in sports like Leah Thomas and, you know, runners and stuff like that. That's the problem. Jody Bananas says his dits are full of mayonnaise. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I'll go with that. So, uh, what's the other one I have? All right. So, uh, I got to go to this. All right, here we go. COVID's back. <laughs> Everybody line up. Some people that have been toting this whole COVID, we got to do everything that the CDC says. And the CDC, they know better. You're no doctor. You don't, you know, there's, don't worry about common sense all this shit. Hey, you know what? you got to take this vaccine. It's mandated because, uh, you know, if you don't take this vaccine, you can give it to me, even though I'm vaccinated. Well, what are you vaccinated from? Getting the disease. Well, if you're vaccinated from getting the disease, then how can I give you the disease? Listen, don't you sit here. You just do as you told. You roll up your sleeve and you take this vaccine. And, and you know what? You make your kid wear a mask. Well, children aren't getting this and they're not. And if they are getting it, they're getting over it and you know, so it's, it's shouldn't have to wear a mask and we certainly shouldn't vaccinate them. There's no reason to vaccinate them. Listen, you, you're no doctor. You need to not do it. And they scraped for two years. I had to listen to this shit. And if you said anything different than that, you know what would happen? They would yank you right off the platform. And how do I know? Because the boomer bunker had a YouTube channel eviscerated for the simple reason that we said, this is all bullshit, right? Deuce. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Well, one of the left, left's spokespeople, Dr. Scott Gallo, uh, he was on Bill Maher. And you know what? He, he, he feels bad. He feels bad. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So, What was that, Deuce? I call bullshit. I call bullshit, too, because this guy, he's sitting there and there's Andrew Cuomo, the former governor, disgraced governor of New York, sitting next to Bill Maher. And this piece of human garbage knowingly put COVID patients back in nursing homes with the most vulnerable people. She said, was it that word come out right, John? No. Uh, and he 
let that let that spread in nursing homes and killed thousands, thousands of people. And nothing happened to him and nothing happened to anybody in his administration. And they just like, well, you know, whatever, whatever. And you know who else did this? That fucking buck tooth beaver faced governor of New Jersey, Phil Fuckface Murphy. He did the same thing and nobody says anything. And it's just swept under the rug. And now after they made people get vaccinated to keep their jobs and now there's they, they could have myocarditis, they could have all kinds of issues happening with them. And they didn't want to take this thing because they felt like they were healthy and they wanted to make a medical decision by themselves to get the virus if they get it and get over it and have natural immunity. But no, we can't have any of that. Fuck that. You're going to take this fucking shot. And our president of the United States tried to weasel it around and go through OSHA saying that it was a safety uh, hazard if you don't get this shot. And thank God people like the Daily Wire went and sued the government. It went to the Supreme Court. And thank God the Supreme Court overturned that. But there was hundreds of thousands of people that took this shot that didn't want to take this shot. And now he's wrong. You know what? We were wrong. It's all, it's, it's, well, Joe, let, but, Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's really did one fucking person lose their job. One person that did all the this bullshit. Did one person lose their job because of these laws and rules and mandates? One did one person? No, not one person. So what are we going to learn? You know, we're going to learn. We're going to learn not to do. We're not, we're not going, we're not happening. This isn't happening again because they apparently think COVID's back. Everybody line up. Let's go get your boosters. Nobody's getting the booster. Nobody wants the booster. They're like, guess what? COVID now is a bad cold. And if COVID wipes you out, a cold would wipe you out. A flu would wipe you out. You have a lot of comorbidities. You're circling the drain. Anyhow, that might be me. If I get COVID, I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough, uh, immune system to fight it off. I have no idea, but you can't sit there and make the whole world take a, a vaccine that, I don't know, does it work? I don't know. Does it make your symptoms better? I don't know. Whatever. Just shut up and take it. But now they want to, they want to learn from it. Uh, you know, they were wrong. They want to learn from it. Uh, okay. They, they, they hold those accountable. Who? Who's being held accountable? Governor Cuomo, Governor Murphy, uh, Anthony Fauci, President Biden, anybody in the CDC, was one person fired over this whole fucking debacle? No. Let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the shit show that West Pogre. You piece of fucking shit. Now you want to be forgiven. Now, after all that, after all that authoritarian bullshit that you sat there and drove and made all these people do now, all of a sudden, I want to be forgiven. You... You fucking piece of dog shit. I, I tell you what, nothing fucking pisses me off more than this asshole over here going on Bill Marsh, and they're just sitting there with their hands folded. Yes. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's have some grace. Let's have some forgiveness. Whenever in the history of never, ever, have you ever done that for the other side? Ever. How about January 6th? You know, some people got overheated, all right, and they stormed the Capitol. With no weapons. You want any grace for that? No. Lock them up. 
Some people were let in. Some people didn't even go. Some people didn't even go to to Washington that day. They just were texting with their friends that were there, and they're in jail for over 10 years. Ah, we want some forgiveness. Could just can we have some grace and forgiveness? No, no. Fuck you. Fuck you and your forgiveness. God damn it. I, I, I swear to God, nothing makes my blood boil more than when they sit there and, and, and you prove them wrong. Okay. And they just like, well, you know, well, can't we just have, it's not a big deal. We're going to learn from this. You ain't going to learn shit. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to do the same thing over again. You're doing it now. You won't even allow the elections to be uh, held. All this shit that there's going on with Trump, you know, with all these uh, lawsuits and, and court cases and shit, this is, this is election tampering, plain and simple. Let the people decide whether President uh, Donald Trump's going to be president or not. You've got this president in here now, and he is just the weakest, milquetoast, finger in the air, which way is the wind blowing guy I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, just see what's going on in Israel right now. He he don't even know what this. He, he don't even know where he's at half the time. He has he he's just it's not his fault. I mean, listen, if we had Joe Biden twenty years you know twenty year younger Joe Biden, then I would be all over this guy because he you know at least he had some mental capacity to understand what's going on. This guy doesn't even know what's going on. He has no idea. It is actually. Elder abuse. And every time I say that, they go, oh, you can't say that. It's elder abuse. You wouldn't put a family member through what he's going through right now. None of you would. You'd be like, leave grandpa alone. Let him sniff some hair. He, he is going back to his most primal urges. He's sniffing kids' hair. He's He wants to tell the truth, but he can't. You know how old people are. They just start spouting the truth. You're like, pop, pop, shut up. Jesus Christ, pop, shut up. God damn. I guarantee you that somewhere, some nights, he's wandering around the residential area of that White House, no pants on, just walking around, and people are like, I'll get him back in bed. Jesus Christ, here he comes again. Gordon says he called a black boy, black, he calls black people boy. He is one of the most racist senators that we've ever had in, in Congress, or in the Senate, not Congress. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. The shit that came out of his mouth when he was lucid. All right. Well, I did my 30 minutes, and I appreciate you being here, and I thank you very much. Oh, I got one thing left. I do have a phone number, and I wish I could remember the phone number. It is 856-477-1935. No, 856-477-1935. You can text that number, or you can leave a voicemail. And guess what? The Daily Jamingo has a poet. I was shocked. So they left a voicemail. I'm not sure what it says, and I'm not sure what it means, but it rhymes. Here it is. Elon Musk, Jesus Christ, stealing donations from the cums on stress. A cum smoothie. Gulp smoothie. Consume a cum chalice. Fucking everyone named Alex. David Hager, the cum crusader. The Holy Cum Wars Razor Blade Masturbator. Margaret Thatcher, the Cum Snatcher. Are there drown going down on the Cum Clown? Toothpick sounding. 
prolapse pounding. I don't know what that means, but it's like Elon Musk, Jesus Crust, and he's really in the cum. He called Margaret Thatcher the cum snatcher. So uh, whoever you are, uh, Jamingo Poet, leave some more voicemails. I, I liked it. So there you go. Uh, oh, here's the other thing. If you have a question and you text me the question or you want to say something about the show, I won't read it. What I will do is I will have AI Duchess read your texts. So little incentive, little tickle your ass with a feather to get you to send me some texts. And that's 856-477-1935. You can also get a hold of me at John Jamingo on Twitter. And uh, I will be back here tomorrow to wrap it up five days in a row on the Daily Jamingo. Thanks for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it.